Welcome to Squeezing the Orange. How may I help you today? <laughs> Welcome to Squeezing the Orange, a podcast hosted by myself, Akin, Oma Bissan and Professor Dan Cable. On each episode, the two of us pick apart peer-reviewed and published social science papers, and we squeeze them for their best bits so that you, the ever-curious listeners, do not need to sift through pages and pages of academic literature. What was up with that intro, Dan? I was trying to give you service with a smile. Hi. I really like this article in the sense that, at least in the U.S., there is an expectation that the service industry is going to be full of smiles. Mm. And what's so cool about this one is it actually seems to bend back onto the smiler yes they smile the customer smiles and then that makes them feel better yes okay so yes we're gonna like really uh, chew into this one so this is why does service with a smile make employees happy a social interaction model and shout outs go to eugene kim and david yoon david yoon's name's familiar but i can't remember from which Ooh, paper I wish i'd looked i can't up. remember so dan <laughs> yeah what's up with this paper and how did you come across it yeah okay well i think that the basic idea of contagion is something you and I both love. So yes. like you walk into a room, you're feeling frowny, you're going to bring down the tone of the room. Mm. You're not going to try. People are just going to unconsciously emulate your frown and your mood. And then the opposites also seems to be the case. Yes. And this is like even tiny little babies that are like a month old. They will mimic a smile or a frown. Obviously, they're not trying to get somewhere they're just yep. doing it so at an unconscious level there's some sort of like social trade-off or exchange that we're kind of like bartering yes in a sense of like to kind of get by and to get through and to interact with others we're giving away kind of like our expressions our emotions our feelings there's some exchange yeah. like some exchange and currency right. to it taking yeah. place there yeah. And so with this stuff around service employees, it gets kind of interesting because you yeah. could think of it as totally fake, you know, because they're just like smiling, but they're smiling for everybody. You haven't done anything yet. They earn the smile, but that's an expectation. But then what it seems to do is it makes the customer smile. Yep. And then that somehow they call it a double interact that flips back onto the employees and improves their mood. Yep. I like. Listen, this isn't the first study to study this at all. It's just a more recent one. There's a whole literature on this, but, um, I don't know. It's really kind of a powerful non-financial reward in a way mm. that by smiling, you create yourself a better mood through making somebody else smile. Yeah. And in the intro to this paper, cause you mentioned like it having this, like it's this non-financial benefit, but very much in the intro of this paper, they're a bit like, this is about improving your bottom line. So there's some business incentive to happier employees yep. which seems to just make sense like yep. if you're if you're trying to get me to shift your sunglasses and your t-shirts and skateboards and whatnot if i'm doing it and i'm a bit happier about it yeah. i'm probably going to shift more yeah. product yeah. rather than someone stepping into the store and there's just some moody git there yeah. who's like what <laughs> you rang <laughs> um and so i guess the relevance of this as well like, highlighted in the paper is about like the the rise of like the service industry and that's become it kind of I'm I'm out of the touch and I'm out of touch in terms of like the business world. So I'm probably like about 10 years behind. But, <laughs> but it's, when you used to do this, <laughs> I never used to do. It. I was one of the people who would turn up 
And like the word that they use here, like emotional labor, like at times, it, like when I've worked in like um, fast food or retail, even in offices as well, there is that element where it is emotional labor. It's not just that I need to get this work done yeah, yeah. or I need to sell these burgers. Yeah. I need to give something of yeah. myself. Yeah. And sometimes it's not really willingly. Yeah. It's like I have to Dig put deep. a face on. Yeah. yeah. And wow. Um, we're going to come back to that, Akin, because I think one of the coolest, weirdest parts of a study like this is how you don't have to mean it. Mm-hmm. There's no way that you can mean it each and every time. And by the way, there's no way that in this research, they're able to say those were authentic smiles and those ones were not. There's That data doesn't exist here. But what seems to exist and seem, seems true is that if the employee is able to dig deep and smile and then the customer on average is more likely to sort of recognize and give that back. Yep. When I said non-financial, that's almost like a non-financial reward. Yes. Meaning that it makes the employee him or herself feel like they're in a better mood. Yes. And yeah, that's kind of good for the company and they can sell more product, but it's also like all else equal, good moods feel better. This is very, very true. Uh, They gave shout outs in this paper once or twice to Barbara Fredrickson and the work in terms of like loving kindness and just these upward spirals. Yes. And that's one of the things I really did admire about this paper was that recognition of the upward spiral. So even if it's a fake smile that I'm giving, if I can't tell whether the smile that you give back is authentic or not, and perhaps even if I can tell, there's a reward in there of just someone smiling at me and just recognizing me. So even if my hello and welcome to the squeezing the orange is phony, if someone's like, oh, thanks, I'm so glad to be here. Unless I've got a heart made of stone, I'm a bit like, okay, that does, okay, okay. (laughs) That feels pretty good. Do you ever do that thing where you're kind of in a good mood, you're going down the street, and maybe you've got a little smile playing on your lips, or even just in your eyes? Yeah. Do you ever notice other people do actually smile at you a bit more? It's that whole smile in the world smiles with you thing. I notice it so often. I'm cruising down, I'm going toward the tube, or I'm going to a restaurant or something, and I catch someone's eye, and they'll sparkle back at me. Yeah. And I know it's just what's happening in this paper. It's, they see a little perk, and it almost gives them a little escape hatch to perk up themselves. Yes. It's it's hard to... It's like I, I get that life can be a bit of a grind sometime, but I guess myself and i'd say you also from like i know you pretty well dan you're very much on the bright side of life i'd say we're very much in that space we lean positive we lean positive heavily and i do at times find it curious like when i'm bouncing around the street like some maniac who has found some sort of intrinsic joy and i'm staring at people and they're just like People are just like cold, man. <laughs> they're giving you the dead they're hand. Just, they're just like, they're just done. They're just a bit like, <laughs> yeah. I need this part yeah. to yeah. be done. <laughs> like, can this part, whatever's going on in their life at that present, it might be waiting like, for I a need bus or like <laughs> yeah. their 40s. Right? <laughs> like, can it just, can it be? How do we still be in the 40s? <laughs> right? Whereas when I'm walking and I catch someone else's eye and there's this exchange yeah. of a smile, it feels like this cosmic connection. Totally. Like there's just this knowing of kind of like, this is all a bit weird, isn't it? That we're here and this is just mad and no one knows what's going on. And we've all put on shirts and shoes and we're riding inside (laughs) these metal tubes. Isn't it? Isn't it? It's just weird, right? Like just at a basic level. And we get to like experience 
experiences. So at times yeah. I'm just kind of bouncing around yeah. with a bit of that joy yeah. where it's a bit like, ah, yeah. this is odd. Yes. It's a bit pleasant right yeah. now. Like it's, it's quite pleasant. It's devil yeah. may care. And did you get the part too where not all the customers responded equally to the smile? Mm. And this was a little weird for me the first time I read it. People, customers that were kind of agreeable. Yes. High, high, high agreeable. Meaning on average, they're feeling nice. They're feeling good. They were less likely to respond to the smile. I didn't understand that. I have a theory about Go, it. Go, please. Okay, we'll have it. to come to this later as well because I want to talk about the method a bit. But like, here's my guess. An agreeable person is generally pretty smiley. Yep. So then whether or not you're smiling yes. doesn't have as much relationship on me because I'm already smiling more. Okay. So a way to think of it is it's not that the highly agreeable people were smiling less. Mm. It's they were less reactive to your smile. Yes. That's the way to kind of think about that. Yeah. So they were already in this kind of, I guess, leaning positive, you could say. They're already, and leaning positive in a sense of, with people who are agreeable, they're very much invested in social harmony. So they're already leaning toward, let's have a pleasant exchange. Whether or not you are. In fact, then you've been like, if you're not smiling... I'll bring one in. Yes. <laughs> Which is also like, <laughs> like agreeable people know the game. They know what's up. They're a bit like, okay, this is the thing. This is how this works. This is how this works. <laughs> so let's just do this because then it's better for everyone. Because they were also looking at um, extroverts. Yes. Which we definitely I fall think into I lean extra and we just take our mania with us <laughs> everywhere. But they didn't. They weren't as reactive. Yeah. Extroverted or introverted, the smile worked. Yes. The smile yeah. created a smile. But with one more though, the emotional stability. Yeah. So people that like don't get blue and grumpy a lot and they kind of um, tend to be more even about mm. the positive side of life, they also were less reactive to a smile. Yeah. Again, maybe because they're already there. Yeah. I, I read, I was reading the paper and I read um, Extrovert and I kept on reading it as narcissist. Ah. I was really embedding myself yes. into... Oh. <laughs> Because you mixed up with it. Yeah, I am. I am the guy. (laughs) I am the guy who goes to the strip club and thinks all of the women are into him. (laughs) I think she looked over at me. (laughs) It's like, buddy. uh... (laughs) Oh, dear. But yeah, so before we get into the method as well, there was um, some other bits which I found quite interesting in terms of the relevance of this. And this was along the lines of when it comes to customers and their emotions there was some insights here about how this is more relevant than feedback that people get from their managers and colleagues because of how much time individuals spend customer facing and in that customer facing role what they're getting is live feedback they're getting live performance feedback of how they're doing every time they ask someone how can I help you or how you're doing or do you need a hand every time they're getting live feedback which is very similar to like I guess like stand-up comedy or um, food as well. There's certain things in life where it's hard to fake the enjoyment yeah. of it. Yeah. Like if you make a meal for someone and then you, you can tell when that first bite does, does yeah. something to yeah. them yeah. that's almost yeah. outside of their control. Yeah, that's right. I think the idea of the job itself giving the feedback 
is really more powerful than like a setting up a foosball table or like having a beanbag in the mm, break room in terms of like well-being yeah and, and also just like having an impact on how the work feels yeah you know like well, i guess what i'm trying to say here is in order to create more customer satisfaction it seems like lots of management teams are going to say well let's put a break room in and then let's put like a foosball table mm. because we read in fast company the the new generation loves that stuff you know and it's like here's a different way Set it up so that the job itself gives people a chance to like interact in positive ways. Yes. And then every interaction and every day is an opportunity to like have a little bit more. This is what I say about like a non-financial reward. Yeah. It's like a kickback that isn't financial. And the weird thing here is, I wonder if that means if you created a culture where on average the customers were just smiling more. Yeah. Then on the guess that would like bleed through and can be contagious to the employees. Yeah. Well, that was one of the things That's that like, cool. yeah, they kind of like hit on that towards the end. And like, maybe we should discuss their method a bit more first. Cause that point I'd love us yeah. to get back to yeah. that in terms of like, what does this actually mean yeah. for how organizations are? Are run. Yes. Um, it also brings up, and then back to authenticity, it's going to bring up that beautiful stuff in and around office space of like how much flair you wear yep. and like how forced fun. Guess what? That's not so fun. Yeah. So there's something about it that is going to become tricky when we get there about wanting it and it being good for the customer yep. and being good for the employee, but not forcing it. I love the idea, Dan, where some organization gets a foosball table and then people have to log how oh. many hours. <laughs> you didn't play nearly enough. Also, we recorded you and you only laughed three times. We spent good money on this foosball table. <laughs> we need a little bit more guffawing. I, mean, I want glee. <laughs> We got a beer fridge. Why are there still so many beers in the beer fridge? What is? They're tapping their watch, right? Oh, you got five minutes. It's yeah. chug a lot, yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Korea. <laughs> um, significant shift yes. in the. Uh... <laughs> Go ahead, Doug. Okay. Well, these are all service employees, and they're selling things like clothing and accessory stuff, like you said, like glasses and watches and jewelry and stuff, and a large shop shopping uh, mall in Seoul. And so, in the end, I mean, I have to say, I can love the methodology. Yeah. I genuinely love the idea of like. They would send, so the, I'll tell you a little bit, but like, the, here's the part I want to get to. I love that two researchers went in, trained, yep. that when it was a little slow and a customer, they'd give each other a little sign, like, we're on this one. Mm. And I loved thinking what that little sign might have been, like, or like, hey, Morty for five, we got a... I'm thinking like CV talk. Anyway, I love that. They went into 187 service employees in 187 stores. Yeah. To me, generalizability there is huge. Like they basically got a big sample of cultural environments in doing that. Mm. Cause like that one might sell watches and that one might sell clothes and that one might sell whatever glasses, but it's not just like, there's one culture that pervades this yes. whole study. Yeah. And then they would go in there and then like they'd watch what really happened. Yep. That's naturalistic 
observation. It it just excites me more than the idea of having like an online sample where you try yeah. to get them to think about somebody smiling or they went in and they watched real smiles or not real smiles. I mean, yes. there's huge variance in smiling. Yeah. Anyway, what did you think about the sample or what did you think about the whole uh, like the way they gathered the data. Anything that struck you as weird? Anything that struck... So the, I guess the bit that did strike me as weird was the... There was payment for completing the survey. And so I was just a bit curious yeah. as to how that influences people's kind of like feedback. So yeah. if I'm out to buy a pair of sunglasses, and let's say I do buy them. So now I'm happy because I've got my sunglasses for my vacation. Yeah. And then someone's like, hey, do you want to do a survey for like $10? And I'm like, mm. yes, mm. please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to, yeah. that's going to lift my mood yeah. a bit. So, uh, that's I, right. yeah. So there, there was something there about like that exchange. And they tried and to do a little something, something. Did you catch that? They, what was the something, something? Well, there's two things. First off, the thing that doesn't need a something, something is just. The natural observation of trained observers watching, did the service person smile, yes. yay or nay? Did the customer smile, yay or nay? And yep. then matching that data as yep. gathered independently by two separate people, strong and not affected by what you just said. Wonderful. The part you're talking about is as the customer is leaving, somebody approaches them and says, hey, you want to do a survey? <laughs> I give you some money. You want to make some quick yeah. cash, kid? <laughs> you want to... <laughs> Come over here. <laughs> what, what is this accent we just took? It's weird. I don't even like it. <laughs> but anyway, what they said, they tried to be really um, deliberate about saying this is, if the person said, yes, I'll do your survey, no, no mention of money, oh, okay. they'd have them answer questions about like mood and stuff. And then say, by the way, you're going to get paid if you finish it. Uh, and their theory was before we can ask about the personality because that's fairly fixed and firm. Yes. But the mood kind of stuff and the sort of more transient emotions we're going to get before we mention the money. I didn't buy it. No. The long story short is it felt like they protested a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely did not catch that. Okay. I, that part went completely over my well, head. Well, I didn't buy it anyway, but I do not think that it's mm, a fatal flaw. Yeah. It's just, as you said, it's a worry. It's a concern, you know. Um, anything else that you thought was like, did, did you see how like, here's what I liked also. So two people. They yep. watch the whole thing. They record it. Then one of them pounces on the employee. Hey, you want to do a survey? And then one of them pounces on the customer. Hey, you want to do a survey? Like, they're like a SWAT team. But this is, even as you kind of like crack this open a bit more, Dan, like what on the choreograph in these stores? Yeah. Because they did ask, like, they asked like the general managers, yes, yes, right? Yes. But like, so I'm guessing like the store employees are just unaware. Yeah, unaware. So there's just someone in this like beige. Two people in these long beige trench coats <laughs> with like fedora hats on. Don't and- notice me. Yeah, what if they're wearing like fedoras and glasses themselves? Right? Doesn't look like you need any accessories, sir. <laughs> you're, you're quite accessorized. But then you have to find an angle yes, that's from which you can yes, observe yes. the uh the, like the staff member. Yes. And the customer, like, oh, where were they hanging out? Yeah, behind the behind the clothes racks? Yeah. In between. <laughs> in between the blouses. And then the person's like, can I help you? <laughs> and why do you have that weird smile on your face? Get, get that weird ghostly 
ghastly smile up. <laughs> All in the name of social science. <laughs> I, I admire the dedication. There are answers. There are answers that need to be found. And if it takes researchers oh, to hide in between the rails of clothes, then yeah, so that's what it that's, that's what that, it takes. That's commitment. That's what it takes with a fistful of ten dollar bills. <laughs> Dirty, grubby, <laughs> well thumbed. <laughs> Okay, well, so that's pretty fun stuff, though, because it is real. And then just a couple of the findings. I mean, uh, I want to say to everybody out there, this is a really simple, simple study in a sense because it's what's called a research note. And what it means is the editor doesn't think that there's enough contribution here to be a standalone article. It means that a lot of the specific little findings here had already been in the literature. We kind mm. of already knew this, but this gathers it all together in a pretty tight way. I also think that there's something really valuable about it not being in the U.S. Yep. I hate to say this out loud, but I mean, in a lot of these journals that are considered top journals, like this one's called the Journal of Applied Psychology, and it's considered very impactful, 80, 90% of the research, maybe 95% of the research is conducted in the U.S. Yeah. And then we act like that generalizes, right? I mean, because those are people and people are people, but it's like, no, not really, because there's a thing called national culture. Yep. And maybe smiling is not even cool in Seoul. Like, mm. to be able to show that some of the stuff that we found in Western cultures travels well. Yep. That's really valuable to me in and of itself. Yeah. So, Dan, you mentioned, like, I guess going back to an earlier point you just made around this being a research note. And I'm wondering what your experience has been with when you spend so much time conducting this research, putting yourself in fancy dress, tricking random members of the public into giving you information. And then once it's done, it's a bit like, we'll publish this as a research note. How, how does that kind of like feel and what decisions? Because is there the option of like... Yes. making it better or are you just a bit like it's been like two years yes. and kind of like it's done what's your experience wow. I love the question it's all of that and more because weirdly after two three some of my articles are f uh, four years to get the data and publish it you just want to get it landed well. Mm. And then the Journal of Applied Psychology would be like a top tier type journal, meaning like the school would think you're real fancy, your peers would think you're fancy. Them saying, hey, we'll make it a note. That's happened to me at least four times. Okay. And I, in none of those cases said, I'll go to another journal then. Mm. I just was like, uh, because you also have to cut it in half then. Yep. So like an average thing's about 40 pages long and they're saying, all right, you got to do it in 15 to 20. Okay. You're stripping it out. You're taking mm. all the fun stuff out. Yeah. You're kind of just baking something serviceable now. It's like, rather than like a brownie with ice cream and whipped cream, it's yeah. like, it's a dry cereal. Like, you know, it's like some, uh So it's a bit like if you're kind of like some sort of like new age, punky, jazz, funk band who's created this new sound and you've built like some sort of organic interest and then the record label's like, could you give us a hit? Yes. We'll take, we'll take the first three or four songs. Yeah. And then this one, can you put like an electronic backbeat, make it modern? You yeah. Know, that it's sort of like with, kind of insulting. It happened with, uh, I guess they fought back, but, um, Queen, is that the band? Freddie Mercury uh, was the, yeah. uh, what is it? Bohemian Rhapsody. They've got a new singer for that now though. Yeah. On tour with, with, uh, <laughs> with Bohemian Rhapsody. I watched the, uh, the movie and, uh, they, there was like a lot of label pushback. Yeah. They were a bit like, yeah. this song is madness. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. And yeah. it's like seven minutes long. Yeah. 
no yeah and they like pushed back yeah. hard and it yeah. became like this yeah. massive yeah. friggin end of the night hit when so, you've had way too much to drink yeah. <laughs> you don't quite want to go home i'm jealous of yeah. that um that tenacity and that mm. artistic license and you can i can you absolutely can like they and they say hey we'll make it a note you can say well I'll just go to the next journal and then you're back to square one and yeah. they may not even look for a revision of it they may just literally reject it outright mm. so i think that the average person would take the money and run and just mm. get it in there but you got to admire the artistic freedom so he says no yep editor you're just misunderstanding you're not sinking your teeth in, you know. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty interesting. But let me just let me throw out um, as we move toward the sort of end of stuff. Um, just the straight up findings are number one that there is a positive relationship between the employees displaying the emotions, good or bad, by the way. So if yep. they didn't smile, then that means the customer was less likely to smile. Yep. Uh, that all kind of like worked, which is already kind of worth noting. Like, listen, folks, if you didn't know that, these are the listeners now. That's kind of interesting to know that there's a thing called social contagion. And if you're a service employee and you smile, they will smile. And there's even some evidence that they'll like you more, yep. which makes them more likely to buy it. Yep. Or here's another one. Like if you're talking on the phone, and you're trying to move merchandise. If you smile, there's evidence that they know you're smiling mm. and they're more likely to buy because they, mm. look. So they feel it. They feel the smile through like the sound. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's trippy. It is trippy. That is trippy. I'd like to say more about that a little later, actually, because I, I find it to be real trippy when you think about ones and zeros and how phones are now not really even live. Like phones are converting sound into a string of ones and zeros and yep. sending it up to like a satellite. Yep. And then it's bouncing off the satellite in space yep. and coming down in your other person's ear yep. and they're hearing a smile. Yeah. And by the way, then their phone has to decode the ones and zeros and make it back into a smile sound. Let's get back to the days where you would just open your window and just <laughs> yell at people. That's, <laughs> I want to, I want to get back to the authenticity, the human connection, man. It's been so long since someone yelled at me through an open window. Tonight. <laughs> So that's your note. I swear to you. All right. So anyway, that um, that thing that happened or whatever. And then when you take a look at it, it's this business about only those that are low. No, it worked most when there was low agreeableness and low emotional stability. Mm. So like none of this has anything to do with authenticity. It's just showing that the act of smiling seems to generate responses, but depending on the personality of the responder. Yeah. And, and towards the end, so they had a section at the end in terms of like the practical implications yeah. of this. And there was two which stood out. And one of this was your earlier point, which is how can we get customers yeah. to smile more? Yeah. Because it's this one of the things that seemed quite interesting is that this is a two way street. Yeah. So it's not just about what the employees are doing. It's how they are getting treated. Yeah. And can you create a culture within your business or organization where respecting and appreciating and being kind and warm to your yeah. staff is yeah. something that you are communicating yeah. to anyone yeah. who's interacting with them. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of interesting. Like, at the top level, I'm thinking about when you get on the tube and it says our employees don't deserve your wrath or you know, yes. it's basically like it's illegal to bring that attitude against our employees. Yeah. That's like the lowest common denominator, yep. but it's kind of humanizing that yes. workforce and saying, Hey, these people have kids. And when you right. yell at them, they go home and, 
yell at them, right? Yes. It's like they're kind of like at least trying to knock out the lower end of this thing. Mm. And now what you're bringing up is there are probably some companies that on average build more joyous times and then those joyous times might leak out onto the employees. Like maybe this is a Disney thing a little bit. You know, a like Disney thing. Yeah, like maybe like parents take their kids and then that whole family's happy and smiling. At least this is like a theory in real okay. life. It's like and then maybe all those happy, smiley families around bleed through to the employees and it's mm. like they're smiling more because the customers are smiling more. Yeah. Don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that study. But that's kind of interesting. There you go, uh, yeah. Eugene and David. <laughs> if you're scratching around for something to do. <laughs> there you go. By the <laughs> way, I want to tell you something funny. When you just said a moment ago, it's a two-way street. How interesting that is compared to a bi-directional double interact. <laughs> which is, it's just so funny what we in social science do to language to make it, quote, Science. sound <laughs> legit. Yeah. You know, like, everybody understands two-way street. Hardly anybody understands a two, you know, bi-directional double interact. Like, we call it that because, well, that sounds a little more legitimate, it doesn't does, it? It does. I, I think I'd probably give the person who says the bi-directional something, which I've yeah. already forgotten, yeah. I'd paid them a bit more. Yeah. I'd be like, they've <laughs> See, read a book right, or right. two. They, Good on you. You know more than I do. Science, so. <laughs> Where's your lab coat, sir? Ma'am. Uh, anything else you want to throw at this? Yeah, there's one last little thing, and this is Do probably... It. I was surprised to learn that it was completely mediated. The relationship, the effect, the statistics was completely mediated by whether the em- the customer smiled. So here's what we got. Try to mm. build this in your head, listeners. You got an employee that gives a smile. Yes. You got a customer that smiles back. And then you measure the employee's mood. Yes. Like, like mood is different from a smile. Mood is like how you feeling though. Yep. And that's more authentic because there's no sense that they lie. Yes. This is a survey. So here's the thing. What they found is when the employee smiles, then they're in a better mood. That's cool. But only through whether the, the customer returns the smile. Mm. That's, I call that a little weird actually. That is. I think that's stellar and it reminds me of something that I came across on the internet and this is super random, but okay, there was some that. supermarket <laughs> in Europe where, so you know, you get the, like the automatic doors. So like just your yeah. presence yeah. is enough yeah. so that you can be entered into the warehouse of fresh produce. <laughs> uh, but this place changed it. So it's facial recognition uh-huh. and it wouldn't let you in unless you smiled. You had to oh, smile. Funny. So it's just activating that oh kind of gosh. like, you know, this is an environment for people and it is social, but you have to smile. Yeah. Like you're saying about the ones and zeros. Yeah. Now you got to smile for some yes. machine yes. that's going to decide yes. whether or not you, in or out. you can get a bunch of peers. It's a little <laughs> funny too. Like I smile with my iPhone unlock. Yeah. And I notice when I wake up in the morning and I'm not smiling and I'm groggy, it doesn't recognize It's just like, me. no, 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 no not we're not starting. Go get like what's his head. <laughs> go. Get the, bring the pretty one. Because <laughs> this is not how. We didn't turn up for this. We didn't if, turn up for this. If you're right, I don't want to be. <laughs> All right, people. I hope that you enjoyed learning about service with a smile. Wicked. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your life, Pete. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>